She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, we are so excited that you're with us. And today we have Tammy Hotson-Pillar and she's got amazing book right now called Fasting for Miracles. Show everyone your book. Right. And we yeah. are actually live today. So we are answering your questions. And so you're welcome to type all of those in the chat. And so Tammy, let's first start by talking a little bit about what the difference between fasting in intermittent fasting form and just regular fasting for weight loss and for all the benefits that it does versus biblical fasting. Yeah, yeah. well, thank you for having me. Chantel, you become a close friend already. I just think so highly of you and I have your books and we obviously connected immediately on the topic of fasting because it's, uh, it's not something people talk about today as far as the biblical fasting definition. Now, as we know, a lot of people are fasting intermittently. As you know, you are the queen of writing books on fasting. And we do know that we need to fast intermittently. We need to take care of our bodies. We need to steward our bodies. But I have a question for you, and we'll dialogue a little bit. You know, we didn't even think about intermittent fasting 50 years ago, 100 years ago. Why all of a sudden has it become such a topic? And I had this thought. I think the enemy wants to mimic or copycat everything that God tells us to do. He wants to take away biblical truths and he wants to try to make it secular or relevant or natural, what we call the natural realm. So I come from the presupposition or the conviction that fasting, when we think about it from a biblical point of view, was because God was trying to teach us something that was spiritual warfare. That God in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, Jesus teaches us that some things only happen by prayer and fasting. So there are certain pieces of armor that he gives us, prayer, fasting, silence, solitude, so that we can do warfare with the enemy. So to answer your question, biblical fasting is for a defensive weapon to do warfare with the enemy. Intermittent fasting, yes, we need to do it. It's for our bodies. We need to cleanse our bodies. But I also think that if we are eating correctly and taking care of our temple, intermittent fasting would not be such even a hot topic as it is today. Yeah, I agree 100%. So kind of talk about when you kind of the different kinds of fast, you know, that, you know, different people do a juice fast, a three-day fast, a seven-day fast, kind of all the different types and what you're kind of doing right now and what you think are kind of the most beneficial ones. Okay. Well, in my book, Fasting for Miracles, I walk you through 21 days of miracles. So the miracle stories in the Bible combined with fasting passages. So there's 21 fasting stories. And to be honest, Chantel, when I studied all the different fasts in the Bible, whether it be Moses or Elijah or Jesus or Esther, it doesn't matter who it was. They used fasting because they knew that God taught them that some things happen when you fast, that you literally activate your spiritual senses. We know that Esther fasted for her nation and she fasted for three days. So she fought, she fasted, she believed, she came before God and she said, I'm going to give up food. I'm going to ask the people to come around and join me on this fast. So she fasted for three days. We know that Daniel fasted twice. He talks about it in Daniel 1. He talks about in Daniel 9 and then 10. So he fasted twice. He fasted for 10 days, and then he fasted for 21 days. 
both really different reasons, one to show a witness to the king about his God and the other to do spiritual warfare. We know that Jesus and Moses and Elijah all fasted for 40 days. So there are various reasons you fast and there's various days that you fast. Some people do regular fast one day a week. They just say, I'm going to fast for the day. But listen, until you understand what fasting is, it literally doesn't make any difference. You have to know that when you enter into a fast, it's because you want to do spiritual warfare, that you literally want to bring your body under subjection and submission unto God, that you need a breakthrough, that you need an answer to prayer. Maybe you want to go deeper with God. Maybe you're joining a church or friends for corporate fast. So the reason I fast is I'm bringing this sacrifice. I'm bringing this discipline. I'm bringing the desires of my flesh under submission to God. That's why I'm fasting. Now, you ask about different fasts. There's something that's called an absolute fast. And again, that's what Jesus did, Moses did, Elijah did. They did not eat any food for 40 days. They came before God and they offered their fast before God for 40 days. As I mentioned, Esther was a three-day fast and Daniel a 10-day and a 21-day. Those are, are different fasts. Now, what I do, I like to do what's called a partial fast. This is what I normally do when I'm doing a 21 corporate day fast. It's called a partial fast, and that means I don't eat any food from sunup to sundown. So I just don't eat anything throughout the day. And then in the evening, I eat a small meal. My husband and I eat a meal together. And then we don't eat again until the next day again at sundown. That's called a partial fast. Another partial fast might be for those watching right now that go, man, I don't even think I could go all day. That's just too long. I'm new at this. Maybe you would want to skip. Uh, consider skipping breakfast. So maybe you just say, I'm going to, when I wake up in the morning until noon, I'm not going to eat anything. So that also would be a partial fast. Some people consider a juice fast and they just drink juice throughout the day or a Daniel fast, which I talk about in my book. And I know Chantel, you talk about in your book, which is abstaining from alcohol and meat and grains or carbs. And so you literally are just eating basically fruits and vegetables. All of these are biblical fasts. But again, please understand, the reason we fast is because we're wanting a breakthrough, because we're wanting to learn to temper our flesh. I like to say it this way. If I can learn to say no to food, I can learn to say no to other temptations that come my way. So fasting is a way to temper your flesh and say no to the desires of eating, just like you would say no to the desires of your flesh in other ways. Yeah. And people have asked about, you know, fasting from food and water. I've actually, I've only fasted from food and water for about like 13 hours where I just wanted to try it for a little while. Um, but I don't recommend it because, you know, obviously it's amazing how long a human body can stand without food, but it's very little that you can, can last without water. And so, you know, I know that in the Bible, Queen Esther had called her people to fast. I think they fasted for three days without water and food. But again, that isn't something that I recommend. I think that just doing it without food is the way to go. But I also want you to talk about fasting from indulgences. Um, one of the things that people might say is, okay, I want to fast from coffee or desserts. Um, talk about that. And then I also want you to talk about people fasting. They say they're fasting from like TV or social media and um, 
I w- I'd love to hear your viewpoint on that. Yeah. And, you know, I think I'll just say this. I grew up um, in the church and we never talked about fasting. Pastors didn't preach on it. Churches didn't talk about it. So to be honest with you, I almost think that there's a rebirth of the concept of fasting. So you're hearing about a lot of churches fasting right now, a lot of churches, especially at the beginning of the year. We do these 21-day fast and churches are doing it for cleansing and for revival and renewal. So I do think people are interested, which is great news. But what we've done is we've introduced fasting of TV or social media, say Netflix or the internet or Instagram. But I like you because I've read your book. I don't believe that that's what the word fasting means. Because as you've mentioned, and I've taught, that in the Greek, it means shut your mouth. And in the Hebrew, it means no food. So literally the word fasting, if you take it from a biblical perspective, it has to do with food. It doesn't have to do with other things. It has to do with food. And here's the reason I believe that's true. Because the Bible talks about gratifying the desires of our flesh in Galatians 5. And something about food, we are gratifying, we're eating, we're eating, and it's making our flesh be feel good, right? I think when we say no to food, we're fighting that temptation. Your stomach growls, you get hangry and hungry and irritable. And what you do is you enter into prayer, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. What are the things I do when I'm on a fast? So there's certain things that I have to do. That's why I call it spiritual warfare. I have to say no to my flesh, no to my hunger, yes to prayer, yes to worship, Yes to believing God for my miracles, like I believe in my book, Fasting for Miracles. So I particularly don't believe that those things you've mentioned, anything other than food, I don't believe that's a fast. Now, if someone says to me, I'm going to give up wine or coffee or dessert, I think that's great. I don't want to be the judge of what you give up and what your fast is. I like to tell people, especially if they're new at fasting, Chantel, someone in our church, we're on a 21-day fast actually starting this Saturday. And at church yesterday, a few people came up and said, Pastor Tammy, honestly, I'm new at this and I want to start small. I want to succeed in my fast. So if you want to say, hey, I want to try to just cut out sweets, which, hey, that's no small thing. Or I want to cut out coffee or wine. Be smart. Be strategic. Be successful. Do something that at least is going to be enough enough, um, of a, not temptation or risk, but a challenge would be the right word, enough challenge that you really are giving up something, asking God to bless what you're doing. You are giving up something. But I, I want people to succeed. Chantel, when I coach people, because I'm a fasting coach, I walk them through, how do I get three days of fasting under my belt and I've had a successful fast? How do I get 10 days under my belt and I've really been successful in praying and warring and believing and worshiping, that I'm journaling, I'm seeing God do things in my life and lead up to a 21-day fast. Because the worst thing you want to do is say, man, I tried it, it doesn't work, I just couldn't do it. I don't want anyone to fail, but I do want you to be challenged in your fast and in your faith. Man, I want to really kind of stay there for just a minute because I think that's really important is that fasting has to be a sacrifice for you. So for example, if you're one of these people that you say, I don't, I don't eat, I don't really like sweets. And then you go, I'm going to fast from sweets. Well, it's like, you don't already eat sweets that much. So that's not going to be a challenge for you. And to me, I feel like not eating at all is really like these little things where you say, I'm not having coffee, I'm not having this. It's okay. And that's a start. But I would say that isn't where you're going to see the kind of breakthrough because 
the the whole piece is is that you have to get to a place where you're actually praying during that fast. So I want you to talk about that because otherwise you're just fasting regular fasting instead of biblical fasting. The whole point is you want it to be a sacrifice and you want to get the help to be able to go a longer period from God. If you already are fasting and you're doing intermittent fasting, and let's say your eating window is from 12 to 6 every day, and you go, okay, well, I'm going to now start eating at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock. That's not that hard of a stretch for you. And so that sacrifice is really the piece and getting the dependence on God to say, I'm not going to be able to do this without you. Can you expand on that? And that's, that's the key right there. I like to say as much as you put in is as much as you're going to get out. And that's really true. If you make it so easy, then, then you're not going to be ready to go deep with God. You have to challenge yourself and you have to be willing to say, I cannot do this alone. God, I need you to walk with me. I need you to take me deeper. It all comes down to the motive of your heart. And we are no different than the Old Testament Sadducees and Pharisees when Jesus came and he said, hey, don't come to me with this piety. Don't come to me with, with your arrogance, with your fasting, right? He talked about that in Isaiah 58 and numerous passages. They were wanting to be seen by men. It all has to do with the motive of your heart. And if you make it so easy that you're not challenged, and I guarantee you, you're not going to have your breakthrough. I, I do, again, want to coach people. I, I'm, not, I'm not the one who's telling you what to sacrifice and what to give up. But my God will tell you, Holy Spirit will tell you, if you get honest before God and you say, God, I'm just going to give up coffee for 21 days or 10 days or three days, he might say to you, how about coffee and? How about, how about sugar and? And if you're sensitive to Holy Spirit, if you listen, God does speak. If you have ears to hear and eyes to see, he's going to say to you, hey, that's a great start, but I want to take you deeper. And what will happen is as you begin to see breakthrough, and you and I have fasted long enough that we know what kind of breakthrough we get. And, and here's what people are afraid of, Chantel. Let's just be honest with this. They're afraid, oh my gosh, my stomach's going to growl. I'm going to be starving. I'm not going to be able to do it. Well, whose voice are you listening to? I literally say, I can do it because I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. I will make it through this fast. Here are some keys, which I'd like to talk about before we get off today, just some tips and tools and strategies. But here's the funny thing. Your stomach's going to growl and you're going to be hungry. At 10 o'clock, if you're on like a, a sun up to sundown by 10 o'clock, I'm like, I'm hungry. I want something to eat. The truth is, if I will push through anywhere from three to five minutes and drink a little bit of water, my hunger subsides. We all know we've had that time where your stomach's growling and your boss calls you into a meeting and you're like, oh, I got to get something to eat. I'm starving. And you get sidetracked, right? And you go into a meeting for an hour and you come out of it and you're like, I'm not even hungry anymore. Because what happens is you probably aren't really even hungry. Your stomach's just growling. We all have enough food in our bodies to sustain us for more than just 24 hours is the truth. We have to learn to temper our flesh, to temper our hunger pains. So if you will begin to say no to those hunger pains, I guarantee you they will subside. Now, your stomach's going to growl again in an hour, again in two hours. By two o'clock, I am hungry because I've not eaten all day, but I'm learning to do that spiritual warfare. I personally will go on a prayer walk. I drink a lot of water. I put on some praise music. I try to schedule some phone calls. 
I get work done in the office. I try to use strategy to know how to fight the enemy when he's coming at me when I'm my weakest. And I make it, usually it's five o'clock that I eat. And by the time I eat from that window to say five, five thirty-six, I don't need to eat the rest of the night. Then I wake up in the morning and I say, here's my fast again. And I don't get hungry till noon. I do the same thing. I drink some water. I do my spiritual warfare. I get hungry again at two. I eat at five. That's the rhythm of my 21 days. Mm, I love that. So it is just so hard to overstate how important magnesium is for all aspects of our health. Everyone is talking about how critical magnesium is. And there is a long list of symptoms and diseases that can be eased or even treated with magnesium. So way back when, doctors used magnesium for all kinds of conditions like arrhythmia, constipation, preeclampsia, even seizures. And now it's kind of used as a last resort. It's absolutely essential to our health and our well-being. This is a huge problem because magnesium deficiency can increase your risk for all these different diseases. So I am really a big advocate of getting as many nutrients as we can through a well-balanced diet. Like that is super important. But I really feel like right now that food alone isn't going to work because our soil is so overworked and so mineral depleted that it's just lacking so much magnesium. Fortunately, Buy Optimizers has the solution. Their magnesium is the only one that has seven types of magnesium, and it's specially formulated to reach every tissue in your body. So go to magbreakthrough.com slash waste away. That's magbreakthrough.com slash waste away and get 10% off and use the code waste away to get your magnesium. Well, I want you to talk about the benefits because we've kind of talked a little bit about why to do it, but I want to really kind of give people some actual stories of breakthrough and some of the benefits that you've seen. And I'll tell you for me, the biggest thing that I feel like I get is clarity and answered prayer on things. But with the clarity, you know, I talk in my book, Fasting to Freedom, that you know, going to my sister's house, she lives in Richmond. I live in Virginia Beach. It's about a two, two and a half hour drive. And I like to listen to K-Love radio. And when I'm going, while I'm here in Virginia Beach, it's like, okay, do, do, do. And all of a sudden, as I'm getting closer to her house, all of a sudden it's like, you know, and I've got to change the station. And what I feel like is so powerful is like, you literally are tuning into the radio station WGOD because all of a sudden everything comes clear and you're like, I don't know what to do about this. I don't know what to do about that. I mean, all of us, I don't care who you are. There's constant things that you're like, God, what do you want me to do? Should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do that? And when you fast, that becomes so clear. Um, can you talk about some of the the benefits that you've seen and some of the breakthroughs you've seen in people? That's an excellent analogy. And I just read it in your book again, and I love it. It's so um, applicable to where we all are. We hear this static and we just want to hear God's voice. And I will say to you, as I coach people, a lot of people think, okay, to your point, I'm going to fast and immediately I'm going to hear from God. And I'm going to be honest with you. You have to be patient. You have to sit in it. You have to be quiet. 
it takes time to start to hear the voice of God. So first of all, hearing the voice of God is I think what happens when I fast. I begin to pray. I go into my prayer room. I go on my prayer walks and I tell God, God, I have ears to hear. What are you saying? And he begins to prompt me. He begins to speak to me. Now, some of you would say, does God really talk to you, Tammy? Well, he talks to me in what we call a still small voice. He talks to me in my spirit. There'll be a confirmation in my mind. There'll be a scripture that comes to mind. There'll be something that I smile and I chuckle and I go, God, that's it. I hear you. And to your point with clarity, I think that's what happens when we fast. As we know from Old Testament stories and New Testament stories, there were so many that did fast because they needed a breakthrough. It was during a time of war. It was a time of repentance. That's one really big reason we want to fast because we need to bring repentance to God, both in our personal lives, as a nation, maybe in our homes. So we turn to God. So part of this path, this fast is for repentance or revival. But I also really believe it's for miracles. And I believe that some people say to me, why did you name your book Fasting for Miracles? Because I believe that fasting again is a weapon. It's something that I can, I can use and say, God, I need a breakthrough here. God, I need a miracle. There's a miracle I'm praying for in my family right now. And I've been praying for it for over a year. And I literally am starting to see God come with signs, with wonders, with breakthrough, because I have literally been fasting for this miracle. God sees my heart. He sees my faith. He sees my declaration. And I believe I'm moving into the miracle. See, I believe that we can't just ask for a miracle. I believe we have to expect a miracle. And in my book, Fasting for Miracles, I talk about when Jesus came and he said to the to the boy, he says, remember when and he said, God, I believe, but help my unbelief. Because so many of us have times of belief in our life and then we get lost. We pull away from God. We become carnally minded. And he says, but help me in my times of unbelief. And I believe fasting brings clarity. It makes the word of God come alive. It activates your prayer life. And you literally will go deeper in your walk with God through fasting. I love that. So I'm going to, I typed in the chat, I typed in your website, and I typed in um, where they can get your book. Um, but what I want to talk about a little bit before we end is just some tips, tools, and practical things that you can do. So I'm doing the 21-day fast right now. I'm doing it a little bit earlier. And on Sunday, there's days, I'm telling you, that you'll be like, I am doing so good. I got this. Yes. Like, this isn't so bad. And then there's days where you just literally are like in the pit. And that's how I felt on Sunday. And so I'll give you a couple tips that work for me um, that work. And I would say on Sunday around one o'clock, maybe two o'clock, I was just like, oh, I'm not doing well. So I actually took a nap for about an hour. Um, one of the other things is that I'll do is take a tablespoon of pickle juice. Pickle juice gives me the electrolytes or I'll take like an unflavored electrolyte packet to make sure. I take salt a lot of times and I literally just take it in my hand. I take the the salt shaker and I just lick it right mm -hmm. on my hand just like that. And I'm like, I just need a little bit of salt. Um, you have to be careful with the amount of water you drink 
because you should be drinking water. But if you aren't adding the electrolytes and the salt and sodium, you could actually make yourself feel worse. So that's why for me, if I'm dying, like I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'll have a tablespoon of pickle juice. Sometimes I, I whenever I do my fast, I always do a um, a huge pot of soup that I do with all organic vegetables and I'll do um, bone broth and stuff like that. So it has a lot of salt. And so I'll, maybe I'll take like a, a tablespoon of just the bone broth. And, you know, if I'm, it's like three o'clock and I'm really starting to feel bad, I'll take a tablespoon of that. And then a lot of times what I'll do at five o'clock is right at five when I'm ending my fast, I will have a little bit of soup first or I'll have a smoothie that I've already, you know, kind of had that kind of calms me down because the other thing you don't want to do is you don't want to then overeat because the Bible is very clear about overeating. And so you don't want to be doing this fast and then you get yourself so hungry. So I would say one of the other big tips is for me at five o'clock, I'm having either two boiled eggs right at the beginning to kind of calm me down. And then I'm having my actual meal maybe at 5.20 or 5.30, but something at first to kind of give myself, because what what I've seen happen with, with me is sometimes I'll get so hungry and you know then I'm eating so fast and I don't realize it. And now I'm overeating a little bit. So um, give us your tips and tricks. Well, you know what? You just named a lot of the ones I use. Actually, I want to say this. Every morning I have fasting videos. So starting on the 20th with our introduction video, and then on the 21st for 21 days, I will be your fasting coach. If you'd like to join us, I'll be um, on my website, TammyHotsonPillar.com, and I will coach you through. And Chantel, uh, this is before we even met. So I did these videos and I talked about a lot of the same things you just said. So I concur with everything you just said 100%. But some strategies also, I definitely take naps in the afternoon when I need it. I tell people to be smart because here's the thing. You have to out-strategize the enemy. He knows when to come after you, whether it be through hunger or through anger or through temptation and just go, forget this. I don't even want to do this anymore. So you have to be mentally aware. You have to wake up every morning and have the mind of Christ. You have to get up every morning and renew your mind and renew your commitment and say, I can get through this. That's why I'm your fasting coach is I tell everyone, if you could just make it through 24 hours, I will see you again tomorrow morning. So I think accountability is one thing to have someone that you're fasting with that you can go to and say, I'm struggling right now. And they just cheer you on and coach you on. Definitely the things you mentioned with the salt, the pickle juice. I love the bone broth, all of the, a nap. I strategically try to do my prayer walks during the afternoon. Now, I will say to you that when you're fasting, um, you need to be careful with your exercise because you don't want to burn off too many calories since your intake is less. So don't try to go to the gym every morning and walk every afternoon and you're not eating and you're not being smart because listen to me right here. We are a holistic being. We are body, soul, and spirit. So as much as we're moving into a biblical spiritual fast, you still have a physical body that you have to steward and take care of. So you need to make sure that you're resting, again, drinking the water, um, doing all those kinds of things, and think to yourself, how can I beat the enemy today? If I, to me, and maybe it's just because I like to battle, I don't want the enemy to win. So I really realize when the temptation comes, I'm warring against him. I'm not warring against myself. And it pushes me through. It makes me want to win. 
make, you know, the Bible says we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers. So I'm not wrestling with myself. I'm wrestling with the enemy and I want to beat him. So I start with my mindset. I start by knowing here's what I'm going to do. Some things like for me, maybe you're going to have cranberry juice if, if that is something you want to do throughout the day. Maybe you're going to have a hot tea with some lemon. So if there are a few perks that you're going to have throughout the day, spread them out and say, I'm going to make it through the next two hours and I'm going to have some lemon water or I'm going to make it through the next few hours and I'm going to maybe have some cranberry juice if there's something you feel led to have. Now, we can get pretty legalistic with this, Chantel. There are some people who might say to me, oh, if you put salt on the end of your tongue, then you're not really doing a fast, you know, that you're you're quenching your appetite. So I would say to you, go to Holy Spirit, make sure that you are in sync with him. But be strategically smart because the idea is you want to be on this fast because you want to offer to God for a breakthrough, for a revival. Now, I do want to end with this because I think it's important. We aren't fasting, fasting to bargain with God. It's not like, God, if I do this, then you'll do this. Fasting is for me. It's for me to learn how to temper my flesh, say no to my flesh, win the battle, offer myself a living sacrifice to God, win. He decides to give me my miracle. When he decides to give me my breakthrough is up to him. I don't just go through this 21 days and say, okay, God, I did my end, my part of the bargain here. Now you better come through that. You don't negotiate with God. He is God. He is the God of the universe. I am doing this as a spiritual act to go deeper with him, to know him in intimacy, to offer myself. So I think your motive of your heart is 100% the most important thing that you enter this fast with. Do you guys struggle with brain fog or having difficulty focusing? I know I do. Do you struggle with recalling names or dates or where you left things? Well, I've got good news for you. Newtopia, powered by Bioptimizers, has created a brand new one-of-a-kind product called Kala Genius. It has collagen, cocoa, cacao, different kinds of mushrooms. It's awesome. Kala Genius is delicious. It's sweetened with stevia. It tastes like a rich chocolate elixir. So when you want something sweet, just mix it up with a little bit of water or milk or almond milk, whatever you like and enjoy. You can also mix it with your morning coffee. Now, you know I always take care of you guys. And so my listeners, if you go to newtopia.com slash genius or use wasteaway10 during your checkout, you're going to save 10%. That's newtopia.com slash genius and use wasteaway10 during your checkout. Do it now and your brain will thank you. And I want to encourage you on my website, I, on chantelrayway.com slash Bible slash dash verses, and I'll type it in the chat right now and I'll put it in the show notes. I put a list of all my favorite verses while I'm fasting. So that way you kind of can have them and you can just copy and paste them. And so it gives you different verses about fasting, like Psalm 63, 5, which says, you satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy or Ephesians 6, 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. So, you know, having those at your fingertips, you can use the ones that I did. I put a whole bunch of ones that I like, but quoting God's word is the most powerful thing that you can do. And creating your own list is really, really important of things like 
even things like I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me and quoting those and having them either around the house. I'd put one up in the refrigerator. I would put it around you and and really take the time to memorize some of these is another tip. So it just kind of in, in line with what you said in Matthew 4, 4, when Satan came and tempted Jesus, it was interesting because the Bible tells us, and the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. And we always forget that part. We think it, the devil just came to Jesus and tempted. The spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. And I believe it's to show us the power of God's word. Because every time the enemy came to tempt Jesus, he said, thus it is written, thus it is written, thus it is written. And the way that Satan will come tempt us is the same way he came to tempt Jesus. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. In those three areas, Satan will come every time and try to get us. And if you know the word of God, just go back and quote the ones Jesus quoted. Thus it is written, you know, so learn those in Matthew 4 and learn to battle the enemy with the word of God and he will flee. Mm, I love that. Well, I want you to, anything else that I haven't asked you that you want listeners to know before I tell them where they can find you and follow you? You know, the other thing is in my first book, which I actually wrote right after the pandemic in 21, was Fasting with God. And it's the Hebrew names of God. So I walk you through a 21-day fast with the, with the names of God like Elohim and Adonai and Elohim and El Shaddai. And I just think what, whatever resource you use, obviously it's the word of God. Chantel's books are amazing. Actually, I just told her that I want to use her books for our women's movement here at, at Influence Church. And find resources that help you. But mostly use the word of God use the name of God, know the name of God. And we just want to be here as resources for you. We've journeyed, both Chantel and I, um, through fast. We've gone deeper with God. And we just want to share with you the breakthroughs we've had. We have a, a miracle wall here at Influence Church, and it just says, expect a miracle. And it's a prayer wall because we believe that through prayer, through fasting, as I mentioned, through silence and solitude, God will take you deeper. He will meet you where you are and take you further. So I'm so excited to, to know you and be a part of, of ministering to your, your team and your friends as well. Awesome. Well, I also want to say, if you ever decide to do a juice fast, which I have done, um, I've done some extended fasting and then I did a juice fast. When I did the juice fast, I think it's really important. Or if you say like at around three o'clock, you're in complete breakdown and you want to have a little bit of juice. I really highly encourage you. I have a recipe of just where I do kale, lemon, ginger, celery, and cucumber. And those are the only four things that in it, that's in it. And it's actually delicious. My husband who who is like, I love this juice. It's the craziest thing. But the combination of those five things really make an amazing juice. And I can get you guys the recipe if you want. But it's really, really important to not have a lot of fruit juice, in my opinion, when you're doing a fast, because what happens is it just spikes your blood sugar. And to me, it makes it even worse because now your blood sugar spikes and then it comes down and then you're like miserable city. So if you are going to do a juice fast, I really highly encourage you to just do a vegetable type juice. And I'm happy to do that. So I really want you guys, um, Tammy's book is amazing. And I would really, you know, the encouragement that they are going to offer is really, really important. So I want to encourage you guys, 
Tell listeners how they can get part of that 21-day encouragement that you're doing and be part of your group. Oh, I would love it. Just go to TammyHotsonPillar.com. And if you put that in the show notes, it's my name, TammyHotsonPillar.com. And every morning at 7 o'clock, that video will be waiting for you. It'll stay on my site so you can watch it anytime. You don't have to be there exactly at 7. But each day we'll release a new video and it will correspond with the day that we're on in the book, day one, day two, day three, day four, et cetera. And I'll just coach you for about 10 minutes through the miracle story and the fasting passage. And then in the book, I have a place for you to do your journal entry. And then we do a closing prayer together. So we do that for 21 days. I've been a life coach for over 25 years. I believe we all need accountability. Um, and I love being your fasting coach. So join me on this 21-day journey. We start actually on the 21st, but the first video will be up on my website on the 20th. It's an introductory video, how to get yourself prepared to start the fast on the 21st. Mm, I love that. Well, you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.